the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. This is I on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of I on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and of course, welcome to Ion Real Estate. And as hopefully you know by now, we've been on the air a long time, I don't know, 10 years or so. Um, you know that the real estate market is so hot all over the country, and um, it's a tough market to navigate. Um, if you're a seller or a buyer, um, it's definitely a seller's market. But if you're a buyer, there's sometimes 22 offers, 15 offices offers on the same property. So we'll tell you how to navigate through that. Um, we also have a very special guest, Dan Sater, um, who's been on before, uh, and he'll be on the second hour, and we'll discuss credit because you really have to have all of this done ahead of time. You don't have this. We're not in a market where you can mess around. If something comes in and you see it, you got to go for it, and all that stuff should be done ahead of time. So he'll talk about that. And, of course, we'll be joined at the beginning of our second hour by the show's resident legal attorney, Stephen Ebert, um, a partner in the prestigious firm of Casson Casson, located in Westchester. And, of course, if you have any questions along the way, feel free to call us at 866-970-9622, 866-970-9622. And even if we can't get you on the air, we'll try to answer your question. Eye on Real Estate is sponsored by Citizens Bank. The place to go for a mortgage, or just get a mortgage, or just get information. But definitely the place if you're getting a mortgage. Check out their website at citizensbank.com. That's citizensbank.com, or call them at 800-922-9999. I also must tell you that Citizens Bank has the name Citizens because that's why the bank was founded to help citizens, regular people like you and me, not just big corporations. I have my mortgage with citizens. Um, I never, whatever I tell you, if I don't do it myself, I won't say it on the air. But, of course, I use them. Um, I did my last mortgages with them. Uh, Now I'm going to see if I should do a refinance or not, although I'm late. Uh, Last year, Citizens was the third largest lender in the Northeast. And you can find them, again, any information you want on citizensbank.com. Or if you feel more comfortable, you can call them 24 hours a day seven days a week. Now, my longtime co-host is out today, but we have someone just as good as Sam, and it's Tom Drew, who, uh, Regional Vice President of Citizens Bank. Hi, Tom. How hey, are buddy. you? 
Good morning, Donnie. How are you? Uh, it's been a while, but I'm so excited to be able to join you today. Oh, good. I'm glad. Huh. Yeah, it's been, I was in Florida for a bit, and I, I don't have to tell you, the market there is on fire, but it's on fire in New York. I think the market's crazy everywhere, and we're just coming into our spring market, which usually is probably the busiest time um, of, of the market, yeah. you know. So I want to ask you. We're seeing it as well, for sure. Yeah. I want to ask you because, you know, I did a keynote speech the other day. I was a speaker at something the other day. I was a keynote speaker. And, of course, I always take questions. And, and, you know, and then I'm always reading articles because I'm in the business, but the real school, you know, I want to get the the newest information out to all of our listeners. And the question is, you know, people are reading, oh, this interest rate, it's what, the market's going to you crash or it's a bubble. What are you seeing out there? Yeah, so, um, I mean, we're seeing it's definitely a steady pace of people purchasing homes. Right. Um, you know, we're, there's, I haven't seen any slowdown there. I mean, certainly customers are asking, hey, you know, what's my payment going to be now, now that rates have moved up? But I think um, there's still a huge pent-up demand in the marketplace, especially exactly. for, um, yeah, affordable or, you know, semi-affordable homes. Uh, there's, there's, there's 20 for every, every one house available. So I don't see that letting exactly. up. And, and that's why, you know, you could read what you read. And again, no one knows a hundred percent the future, but I agree with Tom. If I, you know, with my, well, my experience, you have so many more buyers out there. And there's very tight inventory. There's not a whole lot of inventory. Um, so I absolutely believe it will remain a seller's market. And I absolutely believe if you're a seller that if you are going to sell your home in the next couple of years, you should sell it now. Not that I think there's any doom or gloom, but the market is hot. And as Tom said, there's not a lot of inventory. And there's more buyers than sellers. So, you you know, it's and it's going to remain that way. Now, Tom... Interest rates are now what? What are they up to? They, I mean, we had a, a rate. Didn't we have a hike in March? Yeah. Well, I'd say you're still in the low. You're in the low fives right now, 5.25, uh, potentially a little bit below that in some cases. But, uh, you know, look, it, it's it's definitely gone up. Um, and in some cases, maybe your mortgage payment is 10 to 20% more than what it was at the lows. But historically, still uh, you know, still affordable in my mind. Well, I say I agree with you. And again, it's all where you're coming from. If you've only looked at mortgage rates in the last year or two, um, I guess you would think, well, gee, now they're high. But I'm dating myself. But I bought my first house or my second, yeah, my, I think my first house, when the interest rates were going up to 19%. And this is the truth. In those days, you couldn't lock in you couldn't lock in a mortgage rate. In other words, if you started and you got your mortgage and you got pre-qualified and you're now going to look for houses, you couldn't lock in until like maybe a week before the closing. So if the rates were like 12 and they went up to 15 by the time you went on when you actually closed on the house, then your rate would go up. So now you can lock in. So, Tom, would you advise people to lock in at a rate? Because they expect them to go up more, don't they? Yeah, well, what we expect is the the Fed to raise the uh, 
the overnight Fed funds rate, and consequently the prime rates will go up. Uh, mortgage rates aren't tied to that um, 100%, but it definitely does have, right. have an impact on it. So, look, I tell people, look, if, if this rate works for you, the payment works, you know, lock it in and then focus on other things. You know, I tell people day trading mortgage rates can be very stressful. <laughs> um, so if the payment works for you and you can go ahead and focus on whatever else you need to do in the next 60 days or 90 days to get ready to move, that's what you need to focus on. You know, we'll, we'll make sure your rate's locked um, and we get you clear for closing. But, uh, you know, some people just get very stressed about the whole process. And I'm like, look, it's one of those things that you don't really have control over except what's going on today. We can lock this in and you can move forward. And, and that's usually the advice I try to give people because if you try to time it exactly right, you never get it right. Um, so it's right. one of those things I tell people, try not to worry about it. But they do expect rates to continue to go up because they want to tone down inflation. So in view of that, you know, we're assuming that interest rates will knock up a couple of times more. Um, would you then tell somebody if they do their paperwork, they should try to get a rate and lock in? Because if you don't lock in a rate, then and you close, you might have a higher rate. So I, you know, I think yeah. in most cases. Well, that's exactly right. what we've seen in the last two months. In the last two months, we've seen rates go up almost every single day. Right? And so for those people who locked in, they're you know, extremely happy. If you've decided to float, um, that was pretty costly. So no one knows where this is going to top out exactly. So that's great advice just to say, hey, let's lock it in. Hey, listen, if rates happen to drop, uh, significantly before you close, there's always a, a mechanism for uh, you know getting a lower rate uh, just before close. So you know it, it's a smart thing to do to, to lock in your rate. Right, and so I just like to quickly just say that that the old rule was you know you find your dream home and then finalize your mortgage paperwork. The new rule is you lock in a mortgage before you start your search. Um, now, in the past, getting a pre-approved for a loan was something you could think about after you found the house and you wanted to buy it. Today, that approach is not good. You should flock in. And you, when you make a bid and you make an offer, you're going to have, in most cases, competition. So to say that you have um, a commitment. Now, is there a difference, Tom, between a pre-approval and a mortgage commitment? Yeah, it's a great question. There definitely is. Uh, the pre-approval, uh, although it's very thorough uh, in terms of the customer providing documents to the lender, you know, showing their income, their assets, and their credit, uh, the big difference between a pre-approval and a commitment is the commitment has actually been reviewed by the bank's underwriter and, and given an okay. approval. So that, there's a pretty big difference between those two. Um, and in most cases, uh, a seller or an agent that's representing the seller would uh, would go with a commitment, say over a pre-approval. Exactly. So what I want everyone who's in the buying mode and 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 those who are sellers also know there's a difference between someone who says they have a pre-approval, which is pretty thorough, as Tom just said, but a commitment means they are you know they've got a commitment from the bank. Okay, and they have a rate locked in, and the only thing that would stand in the way is the appraisal of the house itself, because the bank sends their appraiser out. Um, 
But if you're a seller, you want to take a commitment over pre-approval um, any, any day of the week. And so that's why Absolutely. if you're a buyer, you, you want to make sure that your bid, because there's usually multiple bids now, that you have a strong bid. So the terms are really important. And to say um, when your broker can say, I have a commitment, these people have a commitment for a mortgage from this bank, um, it's a lot safer for the seller. And you should not take something without a commitment, especially in the market we're in where, you know, there's a lot of offers. Now, in a bad market, you might have to take something less than that. Um, so that's the, the new rule. So try to get a commitment if you can. And you don't have time. You know, if you if you want, shop around, and you might have to look at some of the fringe areas that are a little bit less because people are overbidding. And, and you want to make sure that if you're buying a home with someone, that you don't get caught up in that bidding war because that's like an auction. I'll never forget, I, Tom, I was on a cruise that the company gave, and I won it, and it rained the whole time. So we were oh, on the ship a lot, and it was boring, and they had these, you know, art auctions. Oh, crummy. It, was, it wasn't that good art. But in any event, when you're bidding against somebody, even if you don't care that much, you know, you, you end up bidding over what you want. So you really have to have a price in, in mind that you say, well, go up to this amount, and that's it. I mean, don't get overzealous. Another thing people are doing is they're cutting out certain things, like they're saying, say, actually, if you're a seller, obviously, if it's an all-cash offer, that's the best um, because there's nothing to worry about. They, have, they don't have to worry about getting a mortgage. But in lieu of that, if they have a commitment, it's like that they, it's almost like that, you know, they're really going without a mortgage. The bank has said yes to it. Um, so that's kind of what you want to look for. And if you're a buyer, you want that all done so that when you see the house you like and you make that offer, you make sure that your broker knows that you have a commitment for a mortgage and that the seller knows that also. Um, it's real important. And today, you can't sit and think about something. If you find something you like, make your best offer. You know, before this, in a different in a, in a, a buyer's market, maybe people made lower offers and they tried to negotiate. Now I'm telling you, make you put your best foot forward first. Um, that would be Absolutely. my advice. In, it, right? It's great. It's great advice, and I and I think um, just you know us, we've been, we've been involved in this business for for quite some time, right? Uh -huh. And we know, uh, you know, right? We know that it can be a very stressful time for you know for buyers and even for sellers, right? So anything that helps reduce some of the stress. Um, ahead of time is, is a good thing. So having that commitment in hand and knowing that's one less thing you have to worry about uh, when you're going through the process um, is, is great. Right. Then, and you have a good, you know and then you, you put yourself in a competitive advantage because, you know, if you're a seller, obviously you're going to take someone who has a commitment. I mean, even if it's a few dollars less than someone who doesn't have a commitment. So that gives good terms to the seller, and that's really important. Sure. I mean, guys, the sellers most most likely are, you know, they're buying something else as well, right? So, you know, there's a domino effect in, in these transactions, so they want to make sure that they're not going to be held up uh, on their right. purchase, right? And so, you know, right. all those things, and I've seen dominoes, you know, lined up where they're like eight or ten in a row, 
where, you know, one, you know, selling, buying, selling, buying. So, you know, there is, you don't want to be the weak link in that trans transaction, right? You want to make sure you're strong and you're not going to have any issue in being able to, um, to close on your end. True. Now, a lot of people are saying, you know, when you, when you make an offer and you put the, your price and how much down payments you're going to give and all of that stuff, um, you'll put a contingency, meaning um, I'm going to buy it, this home at this price, I'm going to put this much down, but that's provided I have a mortgage, con- you know, I get a mortgage. And that's what we call a mortgage contingency, meaning that if, they, if for some reason somebody can't get a mortgage, they can get out of it. So some people are waiving mortgage contingencies. I really wouldn't unless you can cover it, unless you know you can cover it without it. And a lot of them are waiving engineer's reports. Now, what's an engineer's report? It's an inspection on the home, and I think it's really important to have one, but you can't wait around for that. So you need to make sure that you have an attorney that is going to act quickly and that you have that that home inspection done the first day. As soon as you make an offer on the house, you know, you can't procrastinate because if it's contingent, a home appraisal, then that appraisal should be done before you go to contract. And if you're a seller, if somebody takes too long, because remember something, if you make an offer and it's accepted, it's verbal. And so if they want to take another buyer, they can. So you don't want to make too much time you know you want you want to make sure that inspection is done as soon as you put an offering on the house so therefore you should have the home inspector that you're going to use and your broker will know probably some good ones and another piece of advice i want to give everyone when you're having a home inspection first of all if you have a brand new house you should still have one because even new houses um, ask me the builders can make mistakes and you want to know going in what does what it's going to cost me now, even on a brand-new house, an engineer's report will have faults. So what you want to do when you have an engineer's report is you want to say to the engineer you use, I want to be there, and go through the engineer's report with the engineer and ask, okay, the roof, there's a leak in the roof. Well, do I need a new roof, or what's this repair going to cost me? So that you understand it. If you just get a report and you don't really understand what the report says, it's not going to be as helpful as you go yourself with the engineer, see what's wrong with the house and whatever he suggests, and then ask him what's the cost to fix that so that you have a really good idea of what, what is that going to cost you. Because a lot of people don't go to the home inspection, and that's a mistake because, believe me, even and I'm in the business a long time, even myself, when an engineer's report can look confusing. So make sure that you go. And make sure that you follow up, um, you know, and, and you're not looking for petty things, okay? You're looking for big ticket items like a new roof or, you know, leaks or things like that's going to cost you a lot of money. Don't, you don't want to get petty with that. Um, you you know, also, what when, you attend, when you attend the inspection, you learn a lot about the house as well, right? Like, you know, because exactly. most people, if they're a first-time homebuyer, they, you know, they don't know that much about the house and how things work. And so just following along with the engineer, um, it's an educational experience, too. And you can ask a lot of questions, and they're, they're very helpful uh, during the process. 
And then you understand. I know we have a commercial. We'll be right back, and then we're going to continue talking about what you should do, the new rules of home life. We've all heard it. Eat healthy. But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets out there, but they contradict each other. Yet all experts agree we should eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body, giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day activities. And that's what Balance of Nature is. Whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving. Our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers, just the full nutritional value of a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables. Balance of Nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash, a three o'clock slump, or an early bedtime. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-246-8751 and use discount code JOE. The Salem Business Breakfast is back, and it's happening on April 27th. Hear from an expert pen on all things business. Gain invaluable insights that can't be found anywhere else. It's happening on Wednesday, April 27th at the fabulous Saccone Theater at Bergen Community College in Paramus with legendary attorney Arthur Idala as moderator. Joe Piscopo will be broadcasting live with the whole AM 970 morning team. A gourmet breakfast from DR Catering will be served. Hey, be sure to bring lots of business cards to enter for several great prizes. You'll come away with information, contacts, and motivation to grow your business. Entry is free, but you must register online at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. The Salem Business Breakfast is sponsored by Magna Flood, Inc. Coffee is provided by Zing Coffee. Ever experience a great steak at a fine restaurant and wondered, why can't you get that great quality at home? Pat Lafreda Meat Purveyors supplies many of New York and New Jersey's fine restaurants. Now you can get the same high-quality selection of meats for your most important customer, your own family. Lafreda deals in only premium 100% black Angus cattle raised and grazed in the United States. Their only focus is meat. You won't find any frozen side dishes or gimmicks here. Offering every kind of meat in every cut, such as tomahawk, bone-in ribeye, porterhouse, Center Cut Filet, to name a few, supplying only the highest quality beef, pork, lamb, veal, poultry, and America's best burger chopped meat blends. Shipped overnight, cut the night you place your order, and always fresh, never frozen. To order, go online at lafreda.com, L-A-F-R-I-E-D-A.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. After driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, we believe Mitsubishi Motors now launches its most exciting lineup ever. Get thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Choose from a wide selection of trim levels in either front-wheel drive or all-wheel control, all featuring the flexibility of third row seating and with special finance and lease programs you'll be sure to find just the right mitsubishi outlander for you visit freehold mitsubishi today just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area visit freeholdmitsubishi.com that's freeholdmitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788 732-863-2788 freehold mitsubishi 
Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we are, I'm here with Tom Drew. We're talking about the new rules of home buying today, since it's definitely a seller's market, and we're seeing multiple offers come in on, on many listings, and so you have to be competitive. You have to act quick. You have to have everything in place. So one of the things you want to know ahead of time, we were talking about with the appraisal process, you want to make sure you meet the appraiser, as Tom said, when you get there and meet him and have him go through the house with you and give you an approximate of what it's going to cost to fix whatever's wrong with the house. And again, we're not looking to nitpick, okay, and try to renegotiate the house. You want to just look at major things like air conditioning systems and, you know, heating units and roofs. And, of course, if it's, you know, not brand new, it's, it's going to have, you know, the, you know, so you want to say for the age of this house, I always ask this question. I tell them all the buyers ask this question. For the age of this house, how is the overall condition on top of that? Okay. Now, just to give you an idea, we are talking about put your best foot forward. Don't go with a low offer. In Manhattan, okay, and, and, and in Manhattan, in all areas of all price ranges, including the luxury market, which is above $4 million, there was a zero percentage of negotiability, meaning, okay, and that was recorded last week for the first time since 2014, meaning that usually when somebody goes, there's a, you know, the price is whatever the price is, and then you negotiate, and there's some price under that that they accept. Well, there's no negotiation. There's the negotiability rate was zero, meaning that people are paying at least what somebody's asking for. And last week, there were 41 contracts signed on homes in Manhattan asking $4 million or more. And they were 30 condos, seven co-ops, and four townhouses. And there was no negotiability. Everything was full price or, or more. And that hasn't wow. happened since 2014. The most expensive contract signed last week was a full-floor condo on Billionaire's Row asking $30 million spanning it's about 4,500 square feet, three bedrooms and three and a half bathrooms, okay? And it was listed on the floor plans, and um, that went last week, okay? And the number two contract was a penthouse on the Upper East Side asking $27,495 million. Also raised after it was listed off of floor plans, and so this is over 5,000 square feet, and it was, you know, has a doorman, a, a, a pool, a lounge, and no negotiation. It went for full price. So well, that goes to show you that every price range. And we're breaking yeah. records in Manhattan all the time. Amazing. And of course, yeah, I mean, it goes to show you at every I price point say, there's. No negotiability, yeah. right? James. <laughs> yeah, it's the wow. first time, Tom, since 2014 that there was no negotiability. So I'm telling people, you've got to put your best foot forward. Forget the old rules of, you know, let's put an offer in. Put your and put your terms, your best price and your terms down. And that's again so important that you have that commitment from the bank. Um, no one thought this was going to happen, but the market's on fire. I was in Florida a couple of weeks ago, 
and talk about New York, Florida, you, Southern South. I mean, forget about it. I would say in a couple of hours something was gone. Well, you have so many people moving down into Florida too, right? So you have, uh, oh. you know, population growing at the same time that their demand is really high. So there's uh, that's a recipe. The demand for, is really uh, high. Yeah. And 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 the demand is really high. And again, inventory. This is one of the few times it's like this all over the United States. It's pretty much consistent all over the United States. So people say to me, Daddy, what does the future look like? Should we wait? Should we wait to buy? Well, I say no. The rates are still, as Tom mentioned before, historically, if you look at the rates now, they're still fairly low considering there were times, I think I, I witnessed it go up to 19%, the interest rates. Mm-hmm. I bought my house, my first house, probably the interest rates were like 16% or 15%. And believe it or not, Tom, I was thrilled. I got a five-year adjustable arm mortgage that like started at 11%. <laughs> so to me, right. this is still a historically low, okay? And you can always refinance or do something Correct. later on if the rates come down, okay? That's what I did. So when the rates came down, I refinanced. Um, so you've got to start somewhere. You might have to start a little bit lower. And I recommend, and I think I, I've said this, maybe on last week's show, but I make a needs and wants list. Like, here's what I would like to have in a property. And then on the other side of the paper, this is what I must have. Because, you know, you're going to have to compromise somewhere. I, and I, people say, well, what do you think prices are going to do? I think they're going to take, I don't think they're going to go up as much as they did. I think they'll go up 3 to 5% around there. But I see that this, is, this year is going to be strong. I see that going right into next year I, because there's so many buyers. Um, there's more buyers out there. And if you don't, if you are a buyer and you lose a deal or two, don't give up, but make sure you're on top of the market. You don't have time to mosey around. If your broker calls you and says to you, I've got a property, you've got to see it right away, and then you've got to act right away. Um, by the way, if you want to listen to us live, you can always go to amwwam970theanswer.com and hit the live button and you'll hear us live. Or you can follow me. A lot of you ask questions on my uh, social media. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Just push in, click in Dottie Herman and get my latest newsletter at www.dottieherman.com. And I'll keep you up to date with the market. Okay, but I, Tom, you've been in business a while. I've been in business a while. I mean, a long time. Have you ever seen a market quite this crazy? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, and listen, there's there's been a lot of pent up demand over the years. Uh, I always try to look at the fundamentals, right? Like what's driving this? And you know, household formation has been very strong. Uh, unemployment rate is low and potentially going lower. Right. So there's all these things that are, you know, uh, putting pressure on the housing stock, right, on the supply. And it's it's driving it along with, I guess, what we mentioned before, you know, uh, historically, you know, pretty low interest rates. So and people, I think. I think we had a call. Wanna, is, wanna, I don't know wanna, if he's still on the line. Yes. 
I don't know if Rick is on the line. I don't know if he's still on the line. I just wanted to make sure I forgot to get to him. Rick, are you still on the line as you hang up? Hello, I'm here. Hello, Donnie. Hello. Oh, hello. How are you? Glad that you Good called. Okay, listen, I have back. some questions, Donnie, about the stimulus package and where we can invest and also about closings. And the Biden White House looking to close the federal VA in East 23rd Street in Brooklyn, 800 Poly Place. And uh, next time we have a peaceful protest, we want you to be there. We're inviting you to be there to protest. The current administration looking to close the two biggest and best VA hospitals on the East Coast. Oh, wow. Okay, cool it. I am not talking politics on this show. I made a promise not to talk. I'll talk to anybody about politics, and, and, and I think that we are very lucky, and I really mean this. I tell people this all the time, that we live in a country where you're allowed to have a difference of opinion. I mean, look at what's going on in the Ukraine, Okay. And that we should respect that. And as long as somebody's not hurting somebody else, if they have a difference of opinion, you have to. I don't have to agree with you, but we're lucky to be in a country where you don't get locked up because you don't agree with something. So I just want to say that because I think that people have gotten carried away the last year or two where, like, you know, you can't say anything. One of the things that's wonderful about our country is that you can and you have freedom of speech. And let's never violate that. But let's never, like, violate that, you know, the world is made up of a lot of people and people have different opinions and different points of view, and that's what makes the world go round. Wouldn't it be boring if everyone agreed with each other? I mean, I that would be, be very boring. Kind of... <laughs> well, it would be very boring, okay? You know? It would. Yes, I it would. a good debate, okay? And I think that we're lucky to, you know, we're lucky to be like that. And, you know, one of the things I tell people is, um, if you go back, you know, I was um, in the process. I had not bought, we had not bought New York City yet. I was on Long Island and, you know, maybe Florida, a couple of places. And during 9-11, um, if you go back and everyone said, nobody will buy expensive houses anymore in the city and nobody will buy uh, tall buildings because of the World Trade Center and no one will buy one high floors, well, the higher the floor, the more the money. And if you look at what happened to downtown after 9-11, they built it up to be probably one of the most expensive parts of Manhattan. Um, so, you know, New Yorkers are fighters, and um, they brought the city back. And then this this time, people said, oh, it's a pandemic, no one's going to buy, da 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 And I think that, I think the pandemic, this is my opinion, expedited a lot of trends that were already in place. And don't forget, you know, Tom, we talk about the buyers. Well, the millennials, which are making most of the buying market, are in their late 20s up to 40, and they're having kids, and they're doing families, and they believe in real estate. And they're making up the majority of buyers, millennials. We'll be right back. We have a quick break, and we'll continue talking about today's market.
The Salem Business Breakfast is Wednesday, April 27th at the Saccone Theater at Bergen Community College. Come network and learn from the experts through a lively interactive business panel discussion moderated by Arthur Idala. Bernie Carrick, former NYPD police commissioner, will share about launching his private security business and speak on the safety of the city. Steve Perillo, president and owner of Perillo Tours, will give an inside look into taking over a family business and how to maintain and accelerate the legacy. Ace Watana Suparp, national director of strategic sales at Citizens Bank Home Mortgage Division and founder of Chase Restaurant Group will discuss his corporate success and what's happening in real estate as well as his entrepreneurial endeavors. Jason Green, Vice President of MagnaFlood, will discuss developing and growing his family business through hard work and ingenuity. Melanie Landano, founder and owner of Mel's Butcher Box, will discuss her growth in the restaurant industry from food trucks to brick-and-mortar success. A complimentary gourmet breakfast will be served. Bring lots of business cards to enter to win some incredible prizes. Entry is free. Just register at am970theanswer.com. MagnaFlood has been a leading name in outdoor and area lighting for over 70 years. Family-owned and operated since 1951, they've built a loyal following by maintaining control over the manufacturing and production process and with their outstanding customer service. From CAD to completion, from drawings to finishing fixtures, everything is done all under one roof. MagnaFlood supplies lighting solutions for the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey, the School Construction Authority, New York State Bridge Authority, and the Metropolitan Transportation Authority, among others. If you've ever driven over the Brooklyn Bridge or taken a trip to Grant's Tomb, you've seen MagnaFlood's incredible lighting. They've recently manufactured over 18,000 new lighting fixtures for installation on New York City streets and in parks, as well as in cities across the country. With their manufacturing facility in the heart of Long Island, their in-house capabilities include molding, welding, painting, fabricating, and much more. Call 631-226-1000 or visit MagnaFlood.com for your outdoor lighting needs. MagnaFlood, lighting your way. You have helped build MyPillow into an amazing company. Now Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to you. Get great discounts on all MyPillow products. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow's mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. Mike's newest product is MyPillow towels made in the USA with 100% USA cotton, offering a six-piece set of bath, hand, and washcloths in a variety of colors. Originally priced at $109.99, now for a limited time reduced to $39.99. You heard right, $39.99 with the promo code AM970. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Call 800-651-0798 for these great specials. That's 800-651-0798, promo code AM970. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. So you're not going to want to miss this. The deals at Kohl's right now are beyond epic. I just got some new bath towels for $3 each. Found the cutest kids' outfits for only 5 bucks, And got myself some tees and tank tops for just $7. But the best part? You don't need any coupons. Can earn Kohl's cash and get it all with free store pickup. Looks like April showers bring the flowers and the savings. Select style. Sale ends April 24th. Some exclusions apply. See store.kohls.com for details. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Real Estate, I'm here with Thomas Drew, our financing expert, who's filling in for ACE. Um, gosh, I know him as long as ACE. We go back forever. 
And we're talking about the new rules of buying real estate today and financing real estate. Now, Tom, um, I was reading an article, and they were talking about the interest rates and saying they're going up, and they're saying that uh, NAB, so this was, a, this was something that I just read. It says NAB, the best interest rate without paying points. Now it's saying now you should purchase points for a lower rate. Can you explain to our listeners what purchasing points is and how that works? Sure, absolutely. So um, lenders, you know, traditionally we offer a quote with no points, um, but they say to the customer, hey, you can get a lower rate by paying uh, a certain percentage of discount points up front. Basically what it is is a prepaid interest up front at closing to the bank to lower the interest rate for the life of the loan. So typically you pay, say, 1% of the loan amount at closing in a discount point, and you'll lower your rate for a quarter of a percent for the remainder of the loan. Um, and there's, you know, you can pay two points or even three points um, to lower that rate go forward. Um, and for most people, it is tax deductible on a purchase. I check with your accountant. But, um, you know, so there are some arguments depending on how long someone's going to be in the home to say, hey, here's your break even on that, the cost. Uh, versus the benefit, and, um, you know, it might make sense if you plan on being there for a very long time. Right. Well, that's why you should always talk before you're actually ready to buy. You should call up someone at Citizens and find out what you qualify for, make sure what you will have Dan on later talk about, make sure your credit's all right, because sometimes there's mistakes on your credit and you don't even know about it, okay? Um, So you want to make sure that's all done and in place, you want to get... So I know you're going to have a, a, uh, a credit expert on, right? You're going to have one come on at uh, 11 yes, o'clock. Yes, yes. Dan right? he'll so. talk about credit. We're going to talk about that. But you want to have, remember, you, a pre-approval, you want to have now a commitment, which is a difference. And if you want a lower interest rate, just know this because you can talk to the in-depth with your mortgage lender. But if you choose to get a lower rate and you have some additional cash, you can actually buy down that interest rate. You can, depending how much cash you want to put in, you can actually make that interest rate lower for the term of your mortgage by giving some money up front, which is something that you might want to consider or maybe not. The other thing that no one really talks about a lot, Tom, that I would like just to give a brief analysis because if there's a limit, but remember, you you know, I don't know if many sellers will want to take it, but you can also, obviously, if you're a veteran, you can apply for a VA mortgage. But you can also apply for FHA, which is guaranteed by the government. And on an FHA loan, what are the limits on a one-family house that you can borrow? Uh, they've, they've jumped considerably. Um, they're, for a single family, it's uh, uh, for most of the country, it's $647,000. Uh, and in the high-cost areas, it's uh, up into the $800,000 range for a single family. So there's a tremendous amount of leverage available on an FHA loan. And you only need three and, and a half And on an FHA down. loan, isn't it true that well, you can put down less? You, you don't have to put down. Everyone thinks you have to put down 20%. Now, again, in a bidding war, if you don't have a large down payment, at least 20%, and, you know, you might be somebody might bid against you. But if you're in a situation where you haven't saved up 20%, you can still get a mortgage. Um, Absolutely. You know, you can go for the FHA, and um, you can put, what, 5% down? 
Three and a half percent on an FHA. Three and a half percent. So. I mean, just think about it because, you know, everyone thinks you have to put 20% down. Now, look, obviously, if you, if you can put it down, you should. And if you, but if you can't, you can get, and that's 3%. And I understand that the FHA is a little bit more lenient on credit. Absolutely. Is that true? I mean, that's right. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. If, you know, um, or, very much. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a little easier on your credit if your credit's not so good. So it's something that you should talk to your mortgage lender about, and they'll see if that's right for you, because um, I, I just think a lot of people don't know about it, and, and you can really, and a lot of people have the money, but they don't have a saved down payment. The only thing I think on um, FHA mortgages, correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, but I believe that whatever work has to be done has to be done. In other words, you, if it needs, you know, a lot, a new loaf or something, that probably has to be done before you buy the yeah, house. So FHA, yeah, they do have certain property condition requirements. Um, you know, so they want to see that the roof has at least, you know, three years um, left right. in terms of its uh, its lifespan. You know, certain certain things have to be addressed uh, too, like you know, railings going into basement and other things that maybe a traditional loan wouldn't uh, require. FHA is going to look at uh, with a little more scrutiny um, because it is ultimately backed by the federal government, guaranteed by the government. So it's a little more uh, required in terms of the property itself than, say, a traditional one. Right. So know that. You know, there's a lot of things you should talk to your mortgage broker about, and everyone's situation is different. As and, You know, the main thing, though, you want to be in a house for at least three to five years before you go crazy with this stuff. Uh, but you should have a thorough sit down or do it on phone or do it on Zoom with your mortgage lender. And it's not only what they'll lend you. You have to have a good understanding of what you can afford. Sometimes what you can afford and what they'll lend you, maybe they'll lend you more than you want. But, you know, you have to look at how you live and what sacrifices you want to make or maybe you don't want to make sacrifices. And so um, some people don't want to have to – you know, live for a house and have no money to do anything else. And then you want to have that engineer's report to see what kind of repairs, because even on a brand new house, um, I hate to tell you, but it, when you buy a house, you never know what could go wrong with it. And it's still a very good investment. It's most people's major investment. As I said, we said earlier that the uh, biggest buyers are the millennials, and those are I think age was like 28 to about 40. And they, I remember talking to eight, you know, I remember being on the show saying, you know, oh, they were saying, well, millennials are never going to buy because in 2007 or 2008, when, when everything went apart, you know, and people were stuck losing their houses, that they saw their parents lose money and they're not going to do it. Well, those are the best buyers and they're, they're, the older ones are some, they believe in real estate. The older ones are sometimes on their second house. Um, they're having kids. So that is buying the majority of the houses. And then the baby boomers, and years ago when people retired, they downsized. Now people are buying second homes. Um, they want to make sure they have enough room for their grandchildren to come. So baby boomers are buying their are still buying. It's not like they're downsizing, or maybe they'll buy a house that has less maintenance, but they still want to have a good place to live where their kids will come. 
I remember after 9-11 when I was out in the Hamptons, people called me and said, Tom, oh, I think I need a bigger house because I want my kids to spend time with me, and it's got to be a place that they like. So uh, and I, I don't want them to be crammed in. I want them to have bedrooms. So um, and I think we're going to see a strong market. Now, Tom, when are, they're expecting another hike with interest rates, maybe April? What are you, what are you um, hearing about that? The first, first, I believe it's the first week in May is the next Fed meeting. Okay. Uh, and they're expecting a 50 basis point hike at that meeting. Which um, I mean, a lot of a lot of uh, the market is anticipating that, expecting it. Um, so I would say that's what they call baked in. But uh, it's a question of how many how many more hikes this year, and you know the size of those interest rate hikes is still you know uh, not quite baked in yet. So uh, I'm sure we'll we'll hear more as the weeks go on uh, where the market thinks that the Fed is going to go. But uh, I, it's definitely something we should expect over the next uh, 12 months. Right, expect it. So let me just give you some quick tips if you're a first-time buyer or you know a first-time buyer uh, or you, or maybe you're a second-time buyer, but the rules have changed. Number one, you should start saving early. Um, you can t- typically put from 3% to 20% or you can pay all cash. So you should sit down with your mortgage broker and check out, a, you know, a situation that works for you and that works for your financing. Start working on your credit, which, again, we're going to have someone talk about credit because, again, when they quote your mortgage rate, if your credit isn't pristine, you're not going to get that ideal mortgage rate. I don't think people realize that. So you want to make sure that your credit is in place, okay, and that if there's any mistakes that they're fixed, because the better your credit is, the better interest rates you're going to get. So if you know you're going to buy something or you think you're going to buy something in the next year or so, try not to finance anything new before buying a home. Go, don't go buy a car and add on to your car payments. You know, don't try to buy big-ticket items or finance anything if you're in the market of buying a house. Decide how much you can afford. And, again, it's not only what the bank will lend you, it's what you're comfortable with spending. Explore different mortgage options from conventional mortgages. And as Tom told you, there's FHA, which is uh, subsidized by the government, and that's uh, you can put as low as 3% down. Um, then you'll just they, you have to pay something called PMI insurance until you get to 20. But that's for those of you who haven't saved up enough money, you can still get in without putting 20% down. There are a couple of uh, first-time home buyer programs that if you're a first-time home buyer, and again, you have to qualify for income and stuff, but you can inquire about that. Now, would you would you advise people to stay away from interest only and adjustable rate mortgages now, or, would, or does that really depend? Um, I, I think it depends on the borrower situation, you know, in terms of uh, if they're if they're doing it just for, you know, affordability, that, that that's the only way they can get into the house. I think that's a mistake. Uh, if they're doing it for other financial planning reasons, um, that makes that makes sense. You know, somebody's buying a second home and they want to take an interest-only loan because uh, maybe they're only going to keep the house for seven years or there's a shorter horizon, that makes sense. I've kind of thought that through. But for most people... Um, and that's why the majority of loans, 
that we that we close are, you know, fixed mortgages. They're not adjustable. Um, but hey, if you're going to buy a car for a condo and you're only going to only going to be there five or seven years, then an adjustable makes a lot of sense. Right. So this is all things that you should do at a time. Um, when I started the business, there was like only like you know a couple of type of loans. There's a, a host of different loans you can get. So you want to look at your finances and see what works for you. Make sure you don't buy any big ticket items that need financing before you're applying for a loan. Uh, try not to change jobs if you don't have to because you know they want to look at a job history and they want to try to make sure somebody's stable. Now, if you have um, Tom, if you get let's say you're in some type of sales and you get uh, money, like if you do certain quotas and stuff, can that count? Like in other words, if you get extra money because you 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 made your quota in sales and things of that nature, can you count that on income? So, so like a bonus um, or yeah. uh, additional commission? Well, sure. Uh, it just we just want to see a consistent history of that. So typically, the bank wants to see that you've earned that for two years, right? It's not just a one-time event. Right. That there's some consistency there, then that could be added into your qualifying income. So if there's if, if you're in a business where you get month where you get bonus money, like where you're you get paid additional money for sales and your quotas, if you have a history of it. You can put it down as income, but again, best be advised to ask your financial advisor. Um, always save copies of your paperwork. Um, now, can you get a, a co-signer? Uh, you can, and if you're if you need a co-signer, you should do that ahead of time. Now, Tom, what? Because I've had this happen to me when a parent, you know, the bank of mom and dad, which is a good bank to go mm-hmm. to, by the way. Hate to say it, but it beats yep. any bank. The bank of mom and dad, but if you are getting, like, let's say your parents are lending you fifty thousand dollars towards your down payment or some amount of cash, does that have to be put in the bank and done before you apply for the mortgage? Well, typically, family um, they gift money right to to a son or daughter to put down. Um, but let's say uh, you know. Banks don't allow you to say borrow money to borrow money, right? Like, so, okay. um, right. So basically, it's like, hey, that that would be a gift from mom and dad, um, right? Or yeah, I mean, or we could, you know, try to qualify them for um, the highest uh, leverage possible, right? Like, you know, the highest loan amount possible without the down payment. But uh, typically, we we don't right. like say let you borrow money to borrow money. We're coming to the close of the hour. I just want to say this. If it's a gift, as Tom said, you can't be borrowing. If your parents are giving you a gift, but that has to be done, and the money has to be transferred to your account. Correct. Um, right before you apply for loans. That all has to be done. But then if it's a gift, you'll count it. You know? So you want to make sure if you're borrowing from your parents or somebody, that that's also done ahead of time. I think we're coming up to the top of the hour. We're going to be stopped for a quick news, our 11 o'clock news, and then we'll be back. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.